0: Chapter 14 Consequences. Let us review for the record, Master Kenobi, Mace window said, looking past the two Jedi before him and out the window to some point on Coruscant where, doubtless, there were people going about their day in far better moods than he. On this purely diplomatic mission, you managed to take sides in the senatorial committee. Conspire with a galactic senator to sabotage a ship carrying thirty thousand unprocessed refugees to crash into the sovereign world of Verdesa, and use this scheme to coerce three more galactic senators into signing a bill they would not have otherwise seen into law. Ben had his eyes trained on the wall above Master Windows head in an expression of battle hardened indifference. That is correct. And you allowed this, Knight Dan? Mace asked the Togruta standing next to Ben, whose expression was neither battle hardened nor indifferent. She had to swallow and clear her throat before saying quietly <coughs> Yes, Master Window. Why? I I trusted Master Kenobi's judgment, Master. Mace stared at her, drawing in a breath, and released it. In a show of bravery she did not flinch. The master of the Order's iron glare returned to Ben. And is it also true that following the conclusion of negotiations, a second ship carrying twenty-two thousand refugees also fell to the surface of Herdessa, the evacuation of which was delayed because response teams were busy working with the ship which you had sabotaged during your lunch break? Yes, Master Windu. Ben's face was unreadable. Beside him, Alera was close to cracking. And in an attempt to save this vessel you stole a speeder, commandeered a virtually inoperable refugee ship and somehow managed to send it back into hyperspace, crashing eleven shuttles in the process." Ben tipped his chin to interrupt. As I'm sure I made clear in my report, masters, the Euclimus hyperspace jump was made entirely at the behest of fault navigational equipment and is in no way — and crash-landed on the outer rim world of Tatooine — Mace continued, raising his voice over Ben's protests. "'Where you sought repairs in the territory of the known hut crime-lord Gardula, whereupon you endangered the life of a Herdestan official, attempted to bribe a hut with order funds, and ultimately won your freedom and repairs in an incredibly high-stakes game of sabacc.' "'Well, if you put it like that.' "'Yes,' Ben said. He could feel Alara's eyes swivel in place to look at him in pure shock. He hadn't given her many details about his holiday to Tatooine. He was flattered now to sense that she was impressed with him. May's window sensed the silent exchange as well, and his glare intensified. The Corun master took a deep, bracing breath for the home stretch. Not quite twelve hours later said Hutt returned to exact vengeance on you and your ship, and in order to dissuade her you spent nearly half your allowance as a bribe for her to surrender, an amount which she accepted, but a surrender which she did not. His business-like tone was slipping in frustration. And then you tied up loose end by single-handedly slaughtering fifty Gamorrean guards, chasing the hut away from the ship, and, lest we forget, destroying the ropes and cloak lent to you by the quartermaster. A pause. Ben glanced at Master Yoda, who at this point in such proceedings would usually have his cane perched up in front of his mouth, trying to hide a wry grin. But that was the past. In the here and now, Yoda had his claws folded serenely in his lap, gimlet eyes burning with a severe frown as he stared down the time-traveller. Ben gulped. ''Is this an accurate summary, Master Kenobi?'' Mace spat bitterly. The emphasis on his title made Ben's eyes shoot up to his accuser. He could almost see the temptation bubbling behind Mace's eyes. It would be easy to slip into the more familiar Padawan Kenobi. Ben bristled under the scrutiny and insult. ''Yes, Master Windu. In his years as a knight, and later as a counsellor, Ben had learned to read the mannerisms of each member of the council, Mace in particular. He knew that the number of seconds that fell between his final affirmation and Mace Windows' next inhalation of breath would give him a decent indication of how much trouble he was in, with one being none at all and five being guaranteed censure. Ben counted to seven before Mace inhaled and turned to Alara. Knight, don, you are dismissed.' We will review your individual report later. Yes, Master Windu. She bowed to him, and then to the other masters. She cast a last look at Ben before retreating to the council room doors, proverbial tail between her legs. As soon as the doors latched shut, Ben said, I trust the council has read my review of Alara's behavior. She acted admirably under dire circumstances and saved Countess' life on Hodesa. My own actions ought not to reflect on... You will speak when the council has prompted you to do so, Master Kenobi. Mace spat, and Ben actually took half a step back, feeling as though he'd been slapped in the face. Ben was used to the frustration, the eye rolls, to Mace's glares and sighs and clipped warnings. He'd always been a credit to Qui-Gon's teachings, a rebel through and through, deserving of a good rap on the knuckles now and again. But this pure... hostility was something entirely foreign. This was not something he'd seen at Qui-Gon's side, nor as a consequence he'd ever earned from his own misadventures. Ben felt his wit shrivel in the light of exposure. The buffer of Alara's presence was gone, leaving him alone with the only people in the galaxy who knew who he actually was. A room full of interrogative glares. He looked down at his feet. ''Of course, masters,'' he said, voice much smaller than before. Silence. A code of looks passed around the room, but Ben was too frozen to decipher their meaning. ''Disturbing reports from Herdessa we have received.'' Master Yoda spoke up at last. Private Terran Orr, your accomplice on Tatooine. Spoken with them we have. Ben said nothing. Yoda's eyes bore into him. Gamble with sentient lies? A Jedi does not? Obi-Wan. His name had never stung quite like that. Ben ducked his head centimeters more. No, master. Anything to say for yourself, you have. Ben closed his eyes, knowing that in the end he had no excuse. Still, he made himself say— the Force guided me, masters. Silent outrage, as expected. I can claim no other. The Grand Masters made no immediate reply. Ki-Adi, Saisi, Mace, and others all seemed fit to offer their scathing wisdom, but Yoda still had the floor. He continued to peer at his great grandpadawan with stern admonishment and, though Ben could not have seen it while looking at the marble floor, curiosity as well. "'Led you to such a gamble? The Force did.' A bold claim, it is. Ben blinked rapidly, wishing he had a better answer. Yes, master. In his report, Private Orr referred to it as a bluff, Adi Gallia prompted. Ben looked up at her. Did he? Does that surprise you? It gave him pause, at least. He did not answer and looked back down. Adi pursed her lips and watched him with growing concern. All for a girl and an infant? Saisi Tin leaned forward, baffled by Ben's line of reasoning. Ben closed his eyes in shame as he said, Yes, master. You did not include their names in your report, Ki-Adi reminded the room. Ben bit his lip. No. Yoda leaned forward, and the counselors held their thoughts in deference to the Grandmaster. Eventually, the small green one said, The slave girl and child? Know them? You do? Ben breathed in and breathed out. How had he arrived here? It had just been a mission, a simple diplomatic mission to ease him back into things. That's what they'd meant, anyway. How had things gone so awry? Yes, master. From your past, they are. Yes, master. Hm. Yoda rubbed his chin. Important, are they? Ben almost laughed for the sheer absurdity of the question. Very. Yoda nodded, as if this did not surprise him. Mays glanced from Yoda to Ben, eyes still stern and unyielding. The mood of the room stirred into frustration, curiosity and skepticism. Eventually Yoda continued. ''Where are they now?'' ''Safe,'' Ben looked up, mustering courage for the sake of Anakin's future. ''In all due respect, masters, in full recognition of my fault before the council, it is better that no one, not even me, know of their exact status.'' The fact that they are off of Tatooine is the only matter of importance right now. So all-knowing you are, Master Kenobi, Yoda accused. Ben thinned his lips. No, Master, but I trust in the Force. Hmm. It was difficult to interpret the tenor of his hum. Clear was your path. No, Master. And yet continue forth you did, blindly, rashly. As we all must, Master. The Force will guide us despite our limitations. They were Qui Gon's words, and the counselors that recognized them made minute, exasperated noises. Mace remained unnervingly still in his seat, watching Ben's every move with a vapid fire behind his eyes. Ben wished very desperately for the session to end. Speak like your master, you do, Yoda said. Indeed, said Mace in a far more bitter tone. The master of the order sat up straight to speak, and the other members shuffled in their seats, puffing the air with imminent formality. Ben braced himself for their verdict. The knack of silent deliberation told Ben that his punishment had been weighed and measured long before he even stepped foot into the room. He clasped his hands obediently in front of him and waited for the killing blow. Ben Kenobi, this council finds you in contempt of your mission mandate and standards of this order. You have flaunted political protocol, engaged in behavior completely unbefitting of your title, and recklessly endangered thousands of sentient lives to serve your own ends. His own ends? Ben felt a flare of anger. If Mace knew, if he could even fathom what Ben knew, he wouldn't dare. If any of them sensed his aggression, they said nothing, though Ben thought he could see Yoda sending him a disapproving look. For these reasons among many, the counselors decided to place you under formal censure which was no real surprise. Until the council repeals this order, you will not be assigned to any missions or duties. You will not be allowed any funds, not required by basic necessities. You will not be allowed to leave the temple, except with the approval of a council member. You will be removed from your position as saber instructor and will not be allowed to teach in any other capacity until the council rules otherwise. Ben clenched his jaw. None of it was surprising, though his removal as sabre-instructor seemed extraneous. It was meant to be a painful pill to swallow. Ben mustered dignity. "'And when might the council do that, Master Windu?' He asked as politely and evenly as he could. May's stare was merciless. Nine months!' Ben's eyebrows shot up, and it took a massive feat of willpower to keep from looking as stricken as he felt. A formal censure usually lasted six months. A year-long censure was reserved for the truly egregious errors. Not even Qui-Gon had ever earned one of those. Nine months, with a mark of shame across his chest, a warning that he was towing a thin and dangerous line. And for what? His first mission? How'd this happen? He took a steadying breath. I see. Good. May stood with a brutal lack of ceremony. The Council is dismissed. Ben turned to leave, but May stopped and glared him back into his spot. You are not. Master Yoda hadn't budged, Ben realized. He watched in deepening dread as the other counselors filtered out of the room one by one, until it was only he and the Grandmaster in the High Council chambers. He waited for the smaller Jedi to speak. Eventually Yoda sighed and clambered out of his chair. With a wave of his claw, the window shades dimmed the room to a soft ambience. It reminded Ben of Yoda's chambers, where he'd often counseled him as a boy. Yoda lowered himself to the hard floor. Sit down, Obi-Wan. There was that name again. It was his, but hearing it made him hurt, because in truth of fact— I'm not Obi-Wan, master. You are, Yoda insisted snippishly. An old and obtuse version of Qui-Gon's pupil you are. Now sit down, Padawan. Ben did as he was told, crossing his legs under himself to face Master Yoda in the middle of the council chamber. The ancient Jedi squinted at him, mouth set in a disappointed line, restrained keeping him silent for several long moments. "'Disturbed, you are,' he decided eventually. Ben let out a breath he hadn't realized he'd been holding. "'Yes, master.' "'Why?' He looked away. "'My decision haunts me. When I—when I bet the lives of all those refugees, I—' He looked around the room, as if lost, and shook his head. "'It—' was as if I had no choice in the matter. It was as if the words just—just happened without my discretion. I was not in control. In control of you? The Force was? Yes. N- no. Ben shrugged helplessly. I don't know, Master. I couldn't—couldn't couldn't sense it. Perhaps afterward, the fact that I made it through—the Force must have been with me, but in the moment— What did you feel? Mortified, I couldn't believe myself that I would do such a thing. Before you spoke, what did you feel?" Yoda clarified, closing his ancient eyes to allow Ben time to ponder it. Ben cast his mind back, reliving the smoke, the uncertainty, the cards. He remembered he'd been expertly organizing a time-tested strategy just before. He'd been breathing easily, thinking clearly. But then his focus had been shattered by the awe-consuming sound of Anakin's cry. After that, there was little else to remember but the noise, the noose of memory around his mind, the daggers in his heart that ripped old wounds open afresh at the sound of a name. In the rush of blood and adrenaline, he'd been able to think of nothing but the fact that he could, in an instant, change everything. It was his calling, his existence, it was the force. But if there had been other instructions hiding within that microcosm, he hadn't been able to hear them because his heart had been stabbing his soul with every beat, chanting now, 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 demanding action, demanding change, pressing a dagger to his throat, held by the icy fist of— "'Fear,' Ben said. The word echoed softly off the empty walls and reverberated back to him. Master Yoda opened his eyes slowly. Ben looked to the revered Master with a disturbed expression. I—I acted on fear. Careful you must be, young Kenobi, the master warned. Guide you the Force will, but listen, you must. I—he had no excuse. He ducked his head. I will try, master. Do or do not, there is no try. Ben smiled thinly at the familiar, infuriating phrase. Made up your mind was, before you spoke, before played your first card, you had— Trust the force, you must. Trust not your emotions and your memory of what was, what is no longer. Is no longer? Ben burst suddenly from some depth of feeling he hadn't consciously consulted. Master, it's happening right now. I was sent back here to do something, to change things, not to sit by and watch. The future, it's—it's— I will not stand idly by and let the galaxy make the same mistakes all over again and damn itself to the fires of—' "'Control yourself, you will.' Yoda swung his cane at Ben's knee at a particularly smarting angle. Thus drawn from his tirade, Ben leaned back and breathed. Yoda watched as the remorse spread over his face. The green one sighed. "'A horrible future, yes? Know this I did as soon as you appeared. Why else would the Force bring you here, hmm? But tread carefully, you must, Obi-Wan. Fear, you feel. Anger, you feel. Merited, these emotions may be, but never of the light they are. Fear leads to anger. How many times had he said those words to Anakin, and in vain? Anger leads to hate. Yes, know this well, you do. Yoda took a moment to study Ben more closely, recalling to mind their earlier discussions. Ben wondered to himself if Yoda had anticipated a catastrophe of this magnitude when he suggested Ben for active duty. Perhaps he regretted the decision. But if he did, the Grandmaster said nothing of it. Instead, he told Ben earnestly, "'Wise you are. Strong. Formidable your demons must be.' Ben did not trust himself to speak on that, but his expression was answer enough. Yoda's face melted into something of pity. "'Hmm.
1: Meditate on this.' I will.
0: Ben bowed from where he sat. As will I, master. Yoda nodded decisively. After a pause of transition, he said, Talk of this further, we will. But later. Go now. Grown weary of caring for your plants, young Obi-Wan has. Fear they will replace him, he does. Ben actually smiled at that. He stood and bowed again. Thank you, master. Yoda only nodded and waved a dismissal. Ben was nearly to the door when Yoda, who'd closed his eyes for meditation right there in the council chamber, said, "'Mention an oddity, Night Dan it, in her report.' Ben paused and glanced over his shoulder. "'And what was that, master?' "'Called her by the wrong name, you did. Multiple times, she claims.' The master looked up. "'Who is Ahsoka?' The question took Ben by surprise. He knew he'd done it at least once, but— how many more times had he called her that and not realized? Two? Ten? He considered Yoda's curious face. Only Yoda would hear him now, and Yoda, troll that he was, was perhaps the only Jedi currently alive who seemed genuinely interested in helping Ben. He hesitated, but ultimately decided to let his guard down. She was my grandpadawan, he said plainly. Lera reminds me of her a great deal. Yoda absorbed this information silently, and Ben sensed, rather than saw, the master's surprise at the notion of Ben being old enough to have a grand padawan. The taller man waited, expecting some profound comment about forgetting the past and accepting the here and now, but Yoda only grunted and said, ''Hm, a handful? She must have been. Ben smiled in a moment of pure fondness. Oh, you have no idea. He'd spent his evening alone, meditating. That's how he'd planned to spend most of his night, too, but half-past twenty-first hour there was a knock at his door. He frowned, wondering who would want to call on him so late at night. He wasn't in the mood. "'It's not locked,' he said anyway, not opening his eyes. The door slid open, and Ben was surprised to feel the tall, calm presence of Qui-Gon Jinn enter the apartment. The door hissed shut behind him. "'I can't believe you're still in one piece.' the taller man commented, setting something down on the table. Ben opened his eyes to see his wuxia plant, just slightly bigger than last he'd seen it, return to its place. qui was smiling that tiny, microscopic smirk that he thought no one could see under his mustache. ''And why in the galaxy would you say that?'' Ben put on an air of indifference as he unfolded his legs from the lotus pose. ''Well,'' qui offered, going around to the kitchenette and putting the kettle on without asking. I happened by May's window after evening meal. Oh, Force, Ben hissed under his breath. Qui-Gon's smirk grew infinitesimally wider as he continued. He told me about today's session. Ben heaved a sigh. What about it? Qui-Gon took his time, crumbling tea leaves into a pot with care. If he wasn't already convinced that you were once my apprentice, he certainly is now. He eyed Ben's reaction, which amounted to a chagrined purse of his lips. After he'd finished with the teapot, the master leaned back and tilted his head. If memory serves, his exact words were, qui he's worse than you. How in the nine hells can he be worse than you?'' Or something to that effect. Ben huffed out his smile in spite of himself, and Quigon chuckled. Ben had forgotten how much the baritone sound comforted him. ''My deepest condolences,'' he said, standing at the sound of the whistling kettle. ''Your apprentice has turned into an insubordinate prick. I was going to offer my congratulations, qui turned around to say, as Ben brought the hot water to the table for tea. If you've done it properly, you might even make it into one of Master Tembo's lectures. Ben chuckled as he poured the water. Ah, yes, how not to oversee senatorial negotiations, he coined. qui nodded with a grin. Precisely. Ben prepared their tea in the traditional way, just as qui had taught him years ago. Qui-Gon watched the familiar dance with more ease than he had in weeks prior. His relationship with Ben was still in its formational stage made awkward because of their one-sided history. They were unable to relate completely as master and apprentice, but more and more the language of the particular past snuck into the present. Against all expectations, seeing his own traditions ingrained so intimately with Ben's routine was now a source of calm for Qui-Gon. He'd waited until they'd both taken their first sips to say, I was sorry to hear about the censure. Nine months has taken it a bit far." Ben shrugged. Oh, no. He demurred, running a finger along the edge of his tea-bowl. I'll spare you the gory details, but believe me when I say I deserved it. He swirled his cup of tea, watching the spinning leaves at the bottom. After a moment he sighed and looked away. Qui-Gon glanced about the apartment, taking in the dim lighting, lit incense, candles, and well-indented meditation cushion. He turned back to watch Ben. Qui-Gon was fluent in the micro language native to Obi-Wan's face, and upon examining the tilt of his eyelids and furrow in his brow the master knew Ben was likely brooding on something too hard for his own good. But there was something else in the man's eyes that he'd never seen before. A phrase unique to Ben's own language, he supposed. He decided to proceed carefully. When we last spoke—he broke the companionable silence, sipping at his tea—you were looking for something. Did you find it? Ben was lost in thought. It wasn't just tea leaves he saw as he stared into his cup. Yes, he said, too sadly to make his master smile. It's with the Force now. Qui-Gon couldn't pretend to understand. With Obi-Wan he would have tried. It would have been his duty as master. But with Ben, not every apprentice was the same. The Force will guide us, he assured at length. It made Ben smile, remembering the exasperation of the council upon hearing that well-loved token of Qui-Gon Jinn. But what was to some exasperating was to others the comfort of an old embrace. Yes, it will, Ben said, looking away from his teacup and up to his old master. How often had he longed for this, for companionship. To know Qui-Gon as an equal, a friend. He realized suddenly that he would be stuck at the temple a great deal during his house arrest, and that beyond his remaining time of leave, Qui-Gon would likely be around for nearly as long, due to Obi-Wan's ongoing study cycle. Idly, Ben wondered if Yoda had considered this when he'd cast his vote. It sounded like something he would do. He shook the thought away and shrugged. The Force works in mysterious ways. Indeed. They drank their tea in silence, each quietly absorbing the not-quite-familiar comfort of each other's presence. "'So,' qui said eventually, while pouring the second cup of tea, "'tell me about the saboteur job of yours. I hear you got night down into quite a bit of trouble. You make a habit of involving your mission partners in conspiracy?' Ben shrugged. "'To be completely honest, I have more experience in being dragged along for the ride.' "'At some point the pupil must exceed the master.' qui commented mildly, which made Ben scoff. Please, you two have been to Ganesa by now, haven't you? qui affected not to know what mission he was talking about. Your point? Ganesa is my point. I only got six months for that, qui retorted. Ben sent him a withering glare. Low blow. qui dipped his head in silent apology. Perhaps the council's knowledge of your lineage has cast you in a poor light. Hmm. Ben considered this. He'd never had problems with it in his past life, but perhaps here, with Quigon still lighting fires every other day, the council was more sensitive to the issue. Perhaps a thought struck. You know, if you and I were ever slated for a mission together, the council would have us expelled on the spot to save himself the trouble of doing it later. Quigon smiled impishly. Sounds like fun. Obi Wan would hate it. Ben chuckled at the irony. Yes, he would. He really, really would. They laughed together and drank tea, and for the night Ben forgot to be afraid of the future.